Hello, welcome to the very first episode of The Cook Lobsters. Our podcast here, we're going to be interviewing lots of great Mainers, hoping to have some funny and crazy conversations. We're also going to be interviewing a lot of great Maine businesses, a lot of cannabis companies. Um, but with me, as always, is going to be my sous chef in the kitchen, Chef Brandon Trotter. And always with me is head chef Ryan Weber. And hello, yep. listeners. I am so excited to talk about everything we got going on. We are hailing from Oxford, Maine in our little studio. We have Ooh. so many people coming on this interview. We got Nick Allen from Upstate Gardens, fantastic guy. And then we got TJ, High Rollers owner. Do I even need to say anything else after that? Well, let me just ask, Ryan, tell us a little bit more about the interviews going on, my guy. Well, some actually interviews that we got going on today. Uh, we're going to have two people that we're going to be interviewing uh, at the same time here today. So we have Jared Cantlow, who is actually the founder of Dope Brewing, uh, Dope Brewing out of Oxford, Maine as well. Uh, he's going to be on... Uh, he's actually a longtime friend of mine. I've known him since he's been in the state of Maine, so it's really cool to see him where he's at now. We've been playing disc golf for years now, um, but it's just really cool to see everything. But we'll get into all of that and more later. Um, also joining us is going to be Tom Epic. Uh, Chef Drotter, tell us a little bit about Tom. Yeah, well, Tom and I met in college, but uh, crazy, crazy story I have. Like, we actually found out, you know, more about that, but we'll get that in there, but... Tom is a great guy. He's in the medical field. He's traveling all over the place right now. He's telling us some pretty funny stories on the podcast coming up here, but I'm like super excited. Can't even talk like how excited I am about his traveling stories today, let me tell you. Hey, Chef Trotter. Hey, Chef Ryan. You smell that in the air? Oh, yeah, I smell that in there. I think it's the mics are cooking guy. Oh, yeah, it's time for interviews in the kitchen. Let's get cracking. to our first interviews in the kitchen. We have two amazing guests here today. I'm going to introduce our first guest briefly here. We got Hailing from California and all sorts of wild places with a bunch of great stories to tell us. This is our good friend, Jared. Hello. And to my left, or to your guys' right, whatever it is, I don't know, is my uh, cousin Tom, who hails from Southern Maine. Wild story how we actually met. It's uh, how oh, yeah. we were, we were uh, <laughs> we were on the football <laughs> team at one point, and then we were roommates. And then his mom was making me breakfast, and she asked for my last name, and she's like, "Oh, your last name's Strader." And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, we're related. Do you want some more eggs?" And I was like, "Of course, I want more eggs." But like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was just like, "Not expecting I was just like half awake. I was like, "Well, so what actually happened before that was like." I think I was, like, calling you Brandon just, like, to make it easy on people to, like, oh, to, yeah. to remember your name because I didn't anticipate that my mom would be like, oh, that's my mom's maiden name. Like, have a familiarity. So I just kept calling you Brandon. And then they, like, slipped once. I was like, oh, yeah, Drotter is going to be coming over or whatever it was because we stayed at that place that night after whatever shenanigans the night before. But and so, like, she primed me to the idea. But I, I don't think I got around to telling you because I didn't really I – don't, I don't even think – she wasn't sure. She was just like, oh, yeah, that's, like, the name. I was like, oh, okay, neat. Like, pretty small world. But I didn't even really think, like, what it actually meant. 
out loud. Yeah, I know, dude. It's wild because, like, I moved from Arizona. I was like, oh, I'm not going to have a lot of family up here. And, like, the first person I met, like, in college is, like, a distant <laughs> relative, which is kind of fucking nice. It's crazy. You go all the way from Arizona to Maine, and then your friend in college happens to be a relative that you didn't know about. That's... That's the thing that only happens. It's like a thing. That's the type of major shit that happens. Like it's a small world out here. You don't like, want to burn too many bridges. You well, know that. People were having kids back in the day. Oh, you know, Jesus. like big families. Oh yeah, families today are small. Like they was talking. Like the average family was like my mom. My mom's one of six siblings. What? Jeez. I mean, that's not even like like northern Maine <laughs> shit. That's just how it goes. I'm one of one, man. You gotta <laughs> breed the kids to uh, pick the potatoes. Like that's that's the way of life. Something like that. I think down south they got like eight kids per like per person down there. They got like big ass families down south though. Maine is just like four or five people in the building. Well, this is also now. Yeah. 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 Times have changed on that for yeah. sure. The amount of people in America right now is insane. Holy shit. Can't fucking go anywhere. Now I gotta ask Jared, what is this beverage that you brought in today? I'm just drinking it for the first time here, but All he right. actually brought an entire keg into the podcast today. A little bit, just a little one, six little. So this is uh, one of the many times that I used to brew this, although it's not quite a brew. It's a ginger beer, a uh, ton of somewhat local ginger with some with some honey. A little bit of a little bit of secret ingredient, make it nice and spicy. So, yeah. what's the secret ingredient, guy? What's the secret? Well, ingredient? Yeah. <laughs> it's got yeah, I like I like mine nice and spicy. So, mix this with any kind of adult beverage spirit, if you may. It does have a little spice on the back end. I almost want to oh, say man. like, oh, maybe even like some kind of chili something going. Almost on. like there's no chili. I feel like it's like almost like garlic wasabi type of like spice. If we yeah. guess it, are you going to say... Or like horseradish? No, I totally tell you. But there is no wasabi. There is no horseradish. Right. I feel like that one episode in Hell's Kitchen where they have, to no taste it, they have to taste it one time. They got to explain every ingredient in that shit. It's mm. good. It bites you back. It really is good. So take a swig and see. Let's, let's go. Yeah. No, it doesn't taste like other, other ginger beers I've had. Like right. other ginger beers, it's like people want a really mild... Because like, like, it is overpowering when you don't have the sugar to back it, like ginger ale soda. Yeah. It is, it is a powerful, but it's like, Something. it's almost like if you have the palate for it, like you like spicy food or you, you know, that type of thing, like you, you can appreciate it and how like, how unique it is. Cause like, I've only ever tried maybe three, four types of ginger beer in my life. Like, yeah. And you know what? Up here, you know I'm surprised. I, mean? I actually have some decent ones. There's a, there's a Reed's extra. Yeah. Eli's, right? Oh, Eli's. Yeah. Eli's, Eli's makes, Neo's makes one that is, are at bars that I've like tended at and stuff. Like if they order, um, Moscow mules, Moscow mules, yeah. Yep. Or How would you would you think of white ginger. mules? Any mules? This is fire um, the Moscow mule. I was gonna say, man, like that's yeah. all I could think this about is, is like, like, yeah, get yourself some good vodka, absolute or better, some some great rum, whatever you like, you know. This is but also like dark and stormies, dude. Dark and stormy, yeah. Dark. Like anything dark they want, and then the kids like that. If they want to try something new, like they sometimes you oh, know I do. It, they, they put it on the soda list. For this the one here though, on the menu, we'll get them. You know, unless you know, unless the kid likes the spicy. Get you in the nose. right. Yeah, I this one. This one's spicy. This one isn't for the faint of heart average. <laughs> it gets you in the nose. It's definitely not a chili because it's like my tongue's fine, but I feel a little like heat coming out my nose, like almost like wasabi or ginger. So this is like. Something stronger than making, ginger. Making this taste this this way is something that I just came to. Most of the times I make stuff, I'm getting I'm getting high. 
where <laughs> like a like a good magic trick, it's we'll easy. It's easy. I'll take score as well. But people don't typically guess it. And when you figure it out, it's like, oh, well, duh. Hmm. It's just something that I do that most people say do not do with a ginger beer. Kind of like how I figured out how to make, you know, cannabis uh, alcoholic beverages. <laughs> I was one of the guinea pigs during the early cannabis alcoholic beverage days. and There's no garlic in it. There's no garlic. Ooh, it that's no onions. Nope. No chives. That's an onion. It um, works. Whatever it is, it works. But I can't. It's definitely other people aren't doing it. That's definitely a fact. This is yeah. If anything, maybe you should say it like not on the mic. I actually have <laughs> not the, the first time I actually added uh, some kind of preservative to it because I'm going to try to this 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 most likely will be a new uh, new of the line of the uh, high rollers. A uh, little company I started up. Um, well. Nice. Dope Brewing Company out of uh, high high rollers. Definitely shout out, shout out. Yeah, yeah. make some really really good products. Some real sessionable products too. Yep, I make uh, make some some uh, cannabis infused hop seltzers. Oh, so good! Killers, killers. Remember to bring those next time. I thought you were bringing them. I was like kind of amped. I was like, I don't drink alcohol. I was like, those are pretty mint. Yeah, I was last minute. I couldn't get out there in time. I was gonna. Oh, yeah, this. But, uh, yeah, I uh, used to make these. I'll figure out that what that is later. That yes. was in the oh, back geez. of my fridge. This, is, this, this seems like something that I made like four Bless years you, ago. Yeah. For the audio-only <laughs> listeners, we got a uh, random... Growler. <laughs> it's a Heineken-colored beer growler. And, Jared, how, how old do you say it is? Or where do you oh, think it's it got to be from? at least four 12 ounces? This is 16 ounce. 16, like, ounce. 16 ounce, four years. Yeah. This could be anything. Be, That's some be, stats be, right there. Yeah. Maple seltzer, maple soda. Uh, it could be cannabis. I used to call, uh, what were they? What were they IPA? Oh, yeah. I remember those. They had, uh, they could actually make your beer start to smell <laughs> like cannabis. I remember those. Yeah. They had some weird side effects to the early ones, but then you got it down. The ganja IPA. I was trying to make a beer that had like a Belgian, it was like a Belgian, and I wanted to add cannabis to it because I've, you know, read about that too. And everything that was showing, hey, you cannot decarboxylize if you just put it in. So I was trying to do it like a beer. And when I brewed it like the old style Belgians, it literally ferment in the bottle. It takes about a month and a half to condition right. Well, it definitely decarboxylized and got us high. This one... Interesting. Oh, there it is. Pop in the chair. Four there, year. Ooh, it's gonna be something. Uh, I gotta finish this spicy thing. I wonder. Oh, I have no idea. I think that might. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> the mystery continues. Stick around. We'll definitely try that out here. But the I love the the whole mystery yeah, of it. He's like, yeah, I'm not gonna be the first one to try. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> No, but there is a citrus in there. I was gonna say it's a citrus, yeah. Mm. I used to do it with. I'm on, I'm on it. I know. I know. I'm locking in, man. You see, it's narrowing. Down. I'm locking this shit down. It's like, not like my like my my ciders with. Now it's some like citrus shit, but I'm like. Jared's like, I don't even remember what the secret ingredient to my ginger <laughs> beer is. Like, it's not oh, blood orange, is it? Is it McDonald's Szechuan sauce? It's so easy when I tell it to you. I used to do it with limes <laughs> and this, or just lime. It's not mango. I don't. It's definitely not mango. Is it something additionally fermented? Oh my god! 
I know what this is. This is one of the very first ciders I made mm. back in the day. It would be like my wife's apple pie. And the secret ingredient oh, on that, no, I, I can't know. tell you either, and it's kind of... <laughs> There's a lot of stories behind apple pie. We've got a lot of secrets. I don't have a lot of secret ingredients of, like, the dishes I make. Like, I kind of just, like, get the ones from That's Google so search. Or, like, that. Instagram tells me how to make it or something. It's like... I do have a few family recipes that I, like, know tried and true, but, like, as far as, like, brewing or having any secret ingredients ever, like, I'm, this is not the Krusty Krab. Like, no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have, like, all these <laughs> ingredients I've just been, like, tracking down. Like, I admire that you're, like, trying to refine your recipe, man. Yeah, that's that's, that's a cool uh, attribute to, like, strive for. Yeah. I usually go for something. Like, I read maybe, like, four different books on how to, like, make a certain recipe and then... Try to try to alter it, and then nine out of ten times, I find out that it's already been done. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like, oh, I'm making all these like all these like ciders, and you can do it with like champagne yeast, extra dry champagne yeast. Hey, you can use apple cider. And I was trying to get something that would be unique. I wanted to make it taste like fresh, fresh cider, you know, from a cidery, mm. but be that alcohol, and not have like a champagne taste that would take away more of that. Not have a specific one, so I started using wine. Mm. Like I'm gonna force carbonate it anyway. Why don't I just use like a really good California red wine yeast? And that worked. And I found out that, yeah, some people do that too. <laughs> just like with certain beer, you know. The key is to master it. Master it like, and brand it. I'll tell you, no one's doing the, the way that I in, infuse cannabis into, into seltzers and sodas. This one here is going to be fire. I'm going to have it about like 25 milligrams using, oh, wow. uh, using my syrup. That's how you go. Is it now? How do you get that much infused in? Is it is it over time or is it more of uh, just the quantity that you put in or both? Well, I'm going to use this time. Usually, I just use my syrup uh, process to be able to extract it, but also keep like all of the nice flavory terpenes out of mm. the drink. Like my papaya seltzer literally tastes like papaya. There's no puree. There's no papaya in it. It's from the papaya cannabis. It tastes more like papaya than when you smoke it. You can barely get that like hint of it, but when you have this syrup or you put it in anything, it's fantastic. But I'm gonna use a full a full spectrum uh, to throw in, into this with the, with the sugar amount and my syrup. It should mask a little bit of that extra funky flavor you're gonna get. It's not quite like a tincture, which is to me like vodka bog water, you know. But like or nanos, but <laughs> so. Well, the tincture, nano, tincture can be a rough nano. process. Okay, nanos are really nice because you can get a lot of bang for your buck, but they taste yeah. like tuna on Advil. So you try to put that in a drink, and you got to put so much sugar in it, it's like a daiquiri. I would say I've had uh, sodas that have the nano emulsified uh, process yeah. with it, and sodas definitely work best. I've had seltzers, too, though, that don't have much sugar, and it still seems to work for some people. Um, so... It's interesting. Hey, Jared, I got a question for you, man. Like, since oh. you're making sodas and shit, man, like, or from Maine, are you going to make, like, a uh, THC Moxie? Hmm. And, like, if you did, like, how how popular you think that shit would be? Like, you know how much people, like, I don't, I've never oh. seen I've never seen in my entire life how much people love Moxie. Like, it's good stuff. I, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. That was, like, that, dude, that was, like, green tea, man. I, like, I, I hated it. I hated it. And then I, like, hey, this is, like, helps out with a hangover. And then I started liking it. And then I'd like, I drink that almost every single day. Huh. I hated Moxie when I first, well, I 
I was like, okay, this, it's, is, this is different. It's, it's an acquired I was just about to say it's an acquired taste, my guy. I was living in. That's with everything like, that tastes like shit. We tried to mix this with alcohol, some like whiskey or, or rum, and it did not work. Not um, a good mixer. No. Uh, acquired yeah, taste, what does that really translate to? It's like, I hated it, and now I don't, because I forced myself to like it. Your grandparents. Slash tried it a, an X amount of time and decided that, okay, it really isn't that bad. But when you say acquired taste, nine times out of ten, you didn't like it when you had it the first time. Yeah, yeah, I I could agree with that. I probably didn't know. If you gave Dude, it to me, if you like Mazia the first try, like it's like it's like you were born. They, they say like that's step. what you tell that's what you tell an eighteen year old when they're sipping a Bud Light at a party or a Coors Light. Yeah. They're like it's an acquired taste, and then like they turn twenty one, you you know you see them three years later. You know, you have them over at the house or whatever it is. They're drinking beer like it's their job. Oh, <laughs> Whereas, yeah. like... They look like fish walking around. Yeah, it's it's it, like, they acquired shit. the taste because they made themselves drink it enough. But at least with that, I see, like, you're trying to get drunk. Whereas Moxie, just... I don't think... There's no benefit. <laughs> just... Dude, but they make it, like... Do they have parades and shit for that? They have a... Like, have a whole day. They it's have like a sense, day. Of, a sense of main pride that goes oh, with it. Isn't that Lisbon? Yeah. That's Lisbon. Right on Lisbon? Yeah. yeah, that's where half my family okay, is. So, or our family, actually. Oh, I forgot the name of the brewery. I feel really bad, but it's in Lisbon, and it's owned by these two women. One of the very few women-owned breweries. Oh, right? I bet. And they make a moxie Look porter, and it's good. They make a moxie porter. I had a growler of it. Really? Anytime you're through Lisbon, shout out to, make to them. the main street, and I gotta look that up because I think we got uh, we got our guy uh, over here. I'm, look, I'm looking it up right now. I'm on you, top. There's only like one good brewery, and it's right there on that on that on that strip. Moxie Porter in Lisbon, Maine, and we'll get the name. I'll just look up that brewery or a brewery. What was the? Brewery? But you gotta make some. You gotta what? make. You gotta maybe, make. Uh, maybe you gotta look oh, it. Well, what's that. what's the brewery just, name? Just, just, where no, is I don't it? remember. Uh, just uh, type in Lisbon, Maine brewery. Or you should take like a, a survey or a poll and like would you drink Moxie THC seltzers or drinks? So that I should I didn't you know I actually never thought of that. I was, you should do that. I'm trying to like which one because like, I don't want to shout out the olive pen. The olive pen. No, yeah, like, olive like pen. shout out to the olive pen. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the olive. I brought my whole family there. The olive pen. Olive pit. Oh, the olive pit in Lisbon, yeah. Maine. Nice. Yeah. Some good Moxie nice. porter. Okay. Well, dude, I mean, if you got this, if you got this knack to to find whatever your um, you know, secret ingredient, secret recipe is like, what's your plan once you find it? When, once you like hit something and you're like, this is, you know, a gold mine. If I can just get the right thing <laughs> going, like, is, is it, you, are you halfway ready to get a business going once you find that secret recipe that you're excited like about? Like I said, Dope Brewing Company is starting to pick up. Uh, Shout out Dope. Yeah. Dope Brewing. Yeah, dope brewing. High Rollers. High Rollers, rollers has Oxford. <laughs> The dispensary and the rec store now. I'm going to be doing up some some higher THC stuff and messing around. I was even going to do this, do this, uh, this uh, ginger beer. <laughs> mix it with, try to see if I can play around with something like blueberry, strawberry, where it's like 90% the fruit. And then this, because clearly you know this is very strong, but to have that like subtle hit. Mm. Or you should go to like, are you thinking about ever going to like local places that grow like like blueberries and like go there specifically and get your blueberries and make all that shit gosberry farm yeah gosberry farm gosberry farm so we, oh, is that the one in hollis one right in mechanic falls yeah in mechanic been, falls mechanic falls what about the wallingfords don't they have a bunch of stuff there maybe that's what i was thinking yeah wallingfords, wallingfords that's like by turner almost so it's like so right now uh, ricker hill right. ricker hill we go there and pick oh them. yeah they got the the first few few uh blueberry uh um what did I make? Uh, it wasn't a blonde. It was uh, 
anyway, the one that the one that's uh, that's lighter than that, uh, hiking up Streaking Mountain. So yeah, that Streaking was that was great. Some of the some of like those like nice small like wild blueberries up like a cliff. Yeah, that'd be like I bet you they'd taste so good just getting like. Oh yeah, Maine blueberries and a drink, and just drinking that shit. THC. This summer, man. Oh, oh, with that, definitely. Oh yeah, and like going like places like that, and picking strawberries and shit. Yeah, dude, the rhubarb at your house is insane. Oh, Strawberry rhubarb, bro. Oh, you should see his plants. They look nice. like they're <laughs> yeah, little. They're like little fucking huts. They're like bigger than this table. He's got like three wow. of them. They're it's insane. got hops vertically I'm trying growing. To, trying to think, I don't really uh, see. I don't know when the last time I actually saw it's strawberry a rhubarb growing. Mountain, bro, we have it's crazy. I'm trying we to. We have wild strawberries and we have same a guys. ton of uh, rhubarb. Dude, his yeah. I'm trying to get Dude, this I, guy to transplant. I definitely, some uh, I definitely have <laughs> a couple wild raspberries at my parents' place, like way out back. It's more like just thorns though, so it's like we don't even hardly bother. But over uh, on Sebago Lake, take the kayaks out, go pick some blueberries, like. From the kayak that are just out up there on the islands, like Dude, no houses, like so. There's just these wild blueberries, and, like do straight up as a kid, we'd go pick those before breakfast, make some pancakes up, dude. dude that's that's hot. Hot. yes, that's yes. man, that's what's up. That's yeah. that's a trip. That's, that, that's, a, that's a memory right there. But oh, pull that shit up. But we, I mean, it doesn't matter who was there. I mean, when we were kids, we just did it every freaking morning that we were there. Just about not not every morning, but definitely like at least a handful of times a summer. You know, like we used to, and then whoever was with us, we just take all four kayaks and <laughs> send it over there. It was a ride too, especially for like you know before breakfast in the morning. Bro, definitely can't be in a main morning. No, Arizona mornings unbeatable. Arizona mornings, you just wake up and just look in the palm trees and make sure there's no scorpions in them really quick before you go hang out in the yard. Yeah, right. Dude, yeah, so like, it's exactly like the last place you're like, yo, there's nothing in here, and you like hold like one of the like the the leaves or like I don't know what this is, what a technical term is for. It. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you're digging through the palm trees. Oh, oh uh, yeah. a palm. Like the palm. Yeah, you move. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, palm. Dude, these edibles are kicking it <laughs> so hard. I'm just like, my mouth is mad dry, but like. When you pick through that and you see like a scorpion like this big, that scares the shit out of you. I, I, you know, I lived and it was like really close to Phoenix, but I never saw a single scorpion in Arizona while Where, I lived there. What part of home. Arizona were you again? Just outside Phoenix. Just outside Phoenix, yeah. So dude, when you go, when you go south, like when you go to Glendale, dude, they have like all that. Well, that's, shit okay, so that's where I was in Glendale. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's actually east. Or sorry, west, northwest. Yeah, it's by like right by Buckeye. Yeah, yeah, it's where it's where the Cardinals play. It's where the Diamondbacks yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, no, it's the I'm hockey team. Hockey the Coyotes. Team. Yeah. The Coyotes play in Glendale, and then bro, the there's this place called the Black Bear Diner right off that highway. Holy shit, that place is awesome. Mm, oh, nice. so good. It's weird that they don't have a Black Bear Diner in Maine, which is. They probably do. They probably There's do. Gotta be a There's got to be. There's got to be. But like, I haven't seen. One I know. Just... There's a Black Bear Cafe. My first job. Shout out Black Bear Cafe, Naples, Maine. Right next, not right next it's, to the Costco. The neighbors but... over here. It's literally like right across the lake. They call it Black Bear Cafe. No, Naples. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. See, if that was a Black Bear Cafe, we'd actually, be there, you like, can't really. actually, you can't actually pull up on it by boat. Yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah, um, and there's a there's a black bear landscaping company that I know the guy who owns it. I worked for him one or two days one time. All right, I'm gonna try this mystery like drink, dude. Bro, hit me up with some of that mystery dink. No, you can't. Why? Alcohol. Oh, son of a nutcracker. This is definitely 
Is it? No, you it's said, you oh, said it's got an uh, apple pie, man. Is it infused? Ap- no. Okay. It's just beer. Side yeah, up. please, man. Let me smell your drink at least. Okay. No. That'd be weird. Fun story. I started making cider underneath my dorm room uh, bed in college, just basically putting like a bunch of sugar inside the gallon jugs yeah, of apple cider, oh, yeah, and then putting nice a little bit of champagne beer. yeast in it, and then just shutting it, and then coming back to it and kind of filtering out all the gross stuff. Um, like it did Ooh. the trick, but boy, wow. it tasted pretty terrible. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you I had a buddy in college. Huh? I think you knew you knew my buddy. I went to high school with him. Literally just had a huge, huge truck. Like, it wasn't necessarily lifted, but it was just, like, one of those old, Ooh, like... Strong. He's kind of, like, an old soul in a way, but... So, he had, like, this old truck. It was, like, literally an 80s, like, Chevy just pickup. Like, their yeah, biggest pickup model. Yeah. Yeah. Silverado, I guess, but... And then, you know, like, just... So, he had this huge, like... Uh, you know how you can have those metal chests in the bed itself? Yeah. So, he had one of those huge metal chests that was, like, the full height of the cab. And he just had that thing full, <laughs> full of just liquor. And he was, he was creating his own moonshine. And he'd sell it like by the jar, but he had them in his truck by like basically a whole keg full. Jeez, dude, that's a you make money that way. He had like three kegs worth of literally moonshine Whoa. in his truck, and he'd just sell it for whatever. Like it was just, it was just, it was just like profit. <laughs> in his pocket, but you know, he's just selling volume, man. Like there was each had so much, and you don't need a lot. It's just like obviously the most potent alcohol out there. And Orno's the place where people are just gonna be like, sure, <laughs> cheap <laughs> and gets me hammered. Dude, like, and that's, that's, that's main uh, day, dude. You be selling that shit by the. Fuck. And he that's was, a, dude. He made out. Go that's out. the so real was, stuff too. The real stuff ain't got barcodes. Right. Oh yeah, we're talking about that today. Right, the real moonshine, yeah. for real. We're getting some moonshine sent up here from Tennessee. We'll, we might sample it on one of our future casts here, but I don't know about how authentic moonshine is. It has a barcode on it, bro. I I got a oh boy, uh, Blake from college. Traps. Blake. Oh yeah, Mad Traps. Isn't he uh, like Cormac? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Too. So it's my buddy question. down there, he's the guy that made the apple pie moonshine. Just show we had a, we were having a shed party, which is ridiculous. It was pouring so hard <laughs> at our neighbor's house, and we we're just like, "Yo, we're just gonna have a party in the shed." We had but like six people in there with like a table, and like eight people, then like nine people, then like twelve people. With a table? There. What are you? What's the table like? You play just like a, yeah, just... we were just playing cards on the table, and then just oh, people, people started showing up and shit. And then my buddy came in with a giant gallon of just moonshine. I was just like, "Holy shit!" He's yeah. like, "You." Yeah, Speaking of partying in a shed, when I was like most of the way through college, I think I was, I'm pretty sure I was in my senior year because I'm thinking about which apartment I was in. It's my uh, second half of my junior year. And I was living in this apartment like right off campus. You know when you turn on to Husson coming from Broadway? Yes. And so you're like, get to campus, and like, you if you go straight, you would like drive right into the turf field if you didn't stop yeah. and go up right. You did take so, like, if yeah. you. You're at that intersection where you're about to step foot onto campus. Yeah. It was like those apartments to your right and yes. slightly behind you. Yeah. And so I was living there. And so it was like right next to because the, the dorms are right there if you take a right at that yeah. stop sign. And so they're walking distance. So, and my actually apartment was like, like along that, like my, my bedroom window overlooked campus. So I was like right there, not even on like the far side of that complex or anything. So people would come over. Like, I had a slew of football buddies that just would use my shed to just hotbox. <laughs> <laughs> like, on the regular. 
like I'm talking like second semester junior year, and then the whole time like I was like, oh guys, come on over, like we well, can just you know chill at my place. Like they don't even have to drive, you know, like easily walk and even if it's like snowy out, just easily walk over, and uh, they would just I like I'd have them over, but then like. I didn't really have the place set up, like, ready to have people over. So I was like, and then sometimes I just wasn't, like, you know, back in the day, I wasn't I wasn't smoking all the time sometimes to study, whatever. And then, so I was like, you know, you guys can just, like, if you want, just use the shed. I just left it unlocked. And then the next thing I know, like, a week goes by, and it's like every night there's, like, two or three parties of people <laughs> come into my shed to turn up. And then they just go back about their night sometimes. Or, like, they text me, like, hey, we're out here if you want to come down or whatever. I'm like, I know. <laughs> the super illegal days of smoking weed. Bro, if you, back in the day was like now and you had those like scam, scam barcodes, you had to like scan it to pay to get in the shed to like to smoke. It's like a $1 fee. That would be hype. It's like $1 per head. Dude, you just make like 20 bucks just people coming in and out and shit. It's like... There was location, location, location. I mean, they're my buddies. I'm happy to help out, but it was like... That close to the campus, off campus, a place to smoke. And you you just get to hotbox it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Like, it's literally a shed. No bigger than this table. Dude, there must have been like a That 70s Show vibe in there. It's like a little circle. What's the most people you think you got in that shed at one time? I will admit there was probably more times that I wasn't with them than I was. But there were times I think they had more people in there, but the most I ever saw was like a good seven. It was it was a small shell. Like you were on top of each other no matter what. But it was like I also told them like just don't leave the door open. You know, guys like like do me a small favor and like don't get me evicted. You know what I mean? Because like, I'm happy to put on the crew. Like I really am. Especially if I don't have to like go out there and drive them around and like take an hour of my night to like you know, if anything, I'm just happy to like, you guys, you guys are good. Like might as well just be giving them a car to sit in, but not, you know, it's just slightly different. Oh, it's just so much different. You get in a car. Just like, yeah. yeah. But like, there was a, there was a time where I had a car on campus. And I was just like, yeah, you can go hop on to like anytime you want. I'll just leave the damn <laughs> thing. I'm on. Like, I, I, I had gotten a crash and then I was like, oh, you know, obviously this is how that shit goes. It sucks, but you're broke in college. So I didn't like rush to get a new car. So I just, right. I was like, the boys, I was like, guys, you can just like pull up in the Altima like anytime, <laughs> like until I get her towed off campus, like, you know where she's sitting. She's not going anywhere. Oh my God. And then, so it just reeked by the, like, I think it probably weighed more when I went and sent it to the yard because of all the resin that was caked into the walls. Like I, I got, <laughs> I made it, it was nice and heavy for the weigh-in. Oh my God. Bro. I have. I probably hot boxed like twelve people in the that um, oh, the party bus. The party bus, the nineteen ninety. <laughs> uh, why am I drawing a blank? Stop being a, such a stoner. No Bronco, is it? No, it's a uh, shout out OJ. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing I told him. No shouting out OJ. Uh, it's not super. What's a fucking suburban? No, right. it's, it's yeah. a 1919 Suburban. That's true. Dude, that thing was a legitimate How many tank. rear windshields do you think you went through? Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> should we tell them about that? Well, the night, that was the same night I found it that It rolls pit. up and down, right? Yeah. But then, like, the, it goes right into the bottom, and then it doesn't... And if it's rolled down, and then you open the gate, you can, but you put it back up and it smashes, or so, if it just falls, it smashes, or whatever. So, for the people that don't know, like, the back window rolls up and down like a side window. Like, it's not like a hand crank or anything, so, like, there's no frame around it. So, when you open, like, when you want to open it or close the window, you need to have the door shut to do it. Or, 
leaving. Was that the night that we were at the bonfire and we had to leave? I know we had a lot. Of was that the when the, when the cops showed up that night and we ought to leave? I think so. That was the night I Superman did back and through the window. I think it was because we had like everyone in there. Chris Thomas well, fucking I, slammed. I, them. I mean, you, there was plenty of nights that you had the. Dude, no, that was that was the same. That was the the night. So, like, originally, what happened was the party got crashed, and we're running through the woods. I don't know why we're running from the cops, but I ended up like tripping over a pig, just like literally in the middle. Tripping over, oh, yeah, that was the same night, guys. Did you trip over? That was that was the uh, a pig. A yeah, pig, no bullshit. We were like leaving this party in the middle of the woods, having a bonfire, and the cops show up. Everyone's leaving. The people I was with were like freak out. We gotta go. We gotta go. I'm like, dude, just. Just you calm the fuck down. <laughs> Dude, I'm running through the woods, and I'm just like, I was like, what the fuck was that? And I, like, kicked it, and I turned around, I was like, that's not it. It's not a, it's not a pig, is it? And I was just like, I had my, I turned my phone light, and I was like, Dude, I was like, it was black. Oh, yeah? I had a video of it, and I was just like, dude, this pig was like, if this was the ground, this thing was belly was like... The hairs on your hand up there, and it was like a fat little fucker. Hmm. Like, if you brought that home, you would have been eating good for the family. But See, like, I'm only not having my head spin because I've heard this story once or twice. Yeah, and then and I was the, actually there that night too. And that was the night I jumped through so the back because we were running back to the car, and I finally found. I you don't guys think those. Are, I don't think those were the same. Why night. was the pig in the woods? I have no idea, dude. Like man, that was a, a hot, that was a hopping party. It was, that was a it Corey, was a Huston football party out in. Uh, that was at York's house. Yeah, but I forget. They just kept calling it whatever the town was because no one else would ever drive that far out of. Bangor for a party unless it was oh, yeah. this exact property. Yeah, it was just out of the And then uh, so we were all out back at the bonfire, like literally a good three football fields from the house. Like Yeah, we were not even relatively close. And, like it was just like walking, like it was just like matted down grass from all the it was like at least a hundred people at this party. And then so it was like people were just walking back to where this huge bonfire was, and it was like huge. And good next thing we know, dude, everyone's just like enjoying themselves, having a good time, walking around, getting to know people. And then, like, this wasn't the beginning of the semester where people were just meeting either. Like, no, we were good. party scene had been established, yeah. but it was still like football season, mid season. And then next thing you know, down this foot beaten path is two sirens just start flashing lights. Everyone's like, dude, yeah. you know, everyone's headed on a swivel. And then, so that's like the way everyone came was where the uh, cop cars are coming from. And so everyone's just like, okay, I guess I'm going in the woods. So everyone fled to the woods. And apparently Drotter, when he did, <laughs> ran into the one pig Fuck that's it, apparently dude. just dude, residing I literally there. wanted to bring it home and be like, yo, I'm bringing home the bacon. I really <laughs> wanted to say that and bring this pig home. And then I'm like, so I get out of the woods and I'm like walking down the sidewalk and I see the car and I start fucking sprinting. And then some random dude starts sprinting after me. It was weird as fuck. And then he like, he's like, hey, hey. I literally stiff-armed him, like, right to the fucking face of the pavement, and I just kept <laughs> running as fast as... Dude, I was so drunk, and I was just like, nothing is going to stop me. And that was the year, like, I gained 45 fucking pounds in that first semester. Well, dude, you were working out like a fucking fiend. That and beer. That was great. Beer, too. Beer yeah, dude, Jay, beer will do it, but, like... Do it. And then I saw the car, and, the, like, what we were saying, the window goes up and down. I, like... Straight up jumped like six feet away and like supermaned it through the back window and landed in the back. And there was like eight people in the back of this fucking truck, dude. And there's like four other people in the front row and like in the oh, front you, row. You rode in your own truck. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even the driver of my own car. And I was just like, all right, great. <laughs> I remember people were hiding under cars because it was like, I think it was early enough in the semester that like 
the freshmen were like legitimately scared. I, I, when I was a freshman. I like the cops showed up at the first party I ever went to, so it was just kind of uh, like a nice introduction. Like, yep, yeah, all right. Well, yeah. you're you're college college boys and girls. That was no, that was sophomore, like first semester, because Jordan uh, Bedard was there. He was in there. Oh yeah, no, 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 it was. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was because it was Kevin, the football like, boys were like they were done their season. That's why they were so ready Kevin, to throw parties. Yeah, it was like Jordan and Kevin were all down that aisle. We, then we moved to. Uh, oh yeah, that hallway from Donald's. Yeah, then I was roommates with John and everything. But the reason why he was bringing up the window is like, dude, we were oh, leaving. A, we were bring, we were leaving a party, and the wind. So the back gate goes up and down, and someone was. Oh my god, dude! I was so mad when this shit happened. The window was all the way up when the gate was out, and then I was telling that guy, I was like, "Don't close it yet. Don't close it." And you can see the windows going down, and the kid just fucking closes the door. You remember in the who it was? Oh yeah, it was uh, Thomas Black, yeah. right? Oh my god, I wanted. To I was the last one to jump in, so he tried to blame it on me. Bro, dude. we're not. So not, the worst part about this is we're literally at the four-way intersection at a light, and he just fucking. It sounded like a gunshot, and all the glass in the back window just all over the fucking street, and then they stop. The driver literally stops. I'm like, what no, he didn't. No, no, he just drove straight through oh, it. Oh, well, if God. we're thinking of the same break, because oh, I remember God. being right there for it. Oh my! I was God. the last one to hop in, and then so like. I basically crawled all the way up in, and then I went, and I was like, I went to reach down to get the door. I was like, you know, I'm up here, and then I turned around to tell you or the driver or something. I was like, hey, you got to close the rear windshield, because we, like, always, like, we all knew about it, because we, like, didn't, you know, we were cognizant, jumping in the back a handful of times. I mean, obviously, everyone was, you know, pretty hammering. hammering. It was ridiculous. And then, and then as I'm like, I literally had just said it, and I look around again, and then... Tom just, Black. And, like, he didn't mean... He wasn't like, oh, draw his car. F it up. Oh, no, I know, like, but he's just like... It wasn't like a typical car window breaking uh, where they, like, elbow it. It's very intentional. Like, this was, you know... That shit was so loud, though. Like, it was sounded like a gunshot, and it was just like, great, we're in the And middle. then it sounded like a nice little rain. We're like, literally in the middle of Bangor, which is the worst Yeah, the glass is just splashing as we were driving away. Oh, dude, that was... For some reason, I remember that he just drove right through it. Didn't even... So like, what are you going to do? What's there to stop for? Are you going to go pick up the glass? Oh, no. So, <laughs> like, that's the only thing you could stop for. And don't back over it. <laughs> There's just a lot of wild times in college, dude. Holy shit. Way too many. Well, you remember, uh, I was going to say earlier, like, the oh, first shit. night we went out, like, when the cops came the first time, and my roommate, Chris. Yo, your roommate, Chris, <laughs> is a character. I'll say it that way for, like, the listeners out there. But he's a character, man. Like, he got me in trouble, like, the f- not even first week of school, like, we were in preseason, and I'm already on probation. <laughs> like, so nice. and, I, and I got arrested, like, not, like straight up by the fucking dorm and the police, dude, because they thought I, like, got him drunk, and he got so, like... T- yeah, what happened was we were at that first party, and the Damn. cops got there after he had swallowed down at least two-thirds of this handle of Jack. Bro, he was, like, gone. Handle. Gone. Sounds like, like a him problem. Next oh, thing we know, deadly. next thing we know, he's like, you know, not even not even conscious anymore. So we're not like, coherent. It's know. like it's like it all happened to us like a chain reaction. It was like basically a domino effect where it's like he drinks too much that he's like, you know, whatever, like ready to die, and then and then the cops show up, and uh, then it was like so the team was brand new, like all these freshmen, like we're all just boys because you know people like it's like freshman year. That's just how it is. High school 
college, whatever. Like freshman year, everyone's just buddies. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's like our quarterback on the team, Jalen, grabs the freaking handle, hucks it at a fat tree, and like smashes it. Our yeah, quarterback to, throws the thing. We were trying to get him out. We we're like, yo, we need to get him out of here. We need to go home. So we grab him outside, and he's like fucking stumbling over the front yard. Yeah, no, he's passed out. He's hitting his head on every stair as they're oh. pulling him down <laughs> back towards the car because he's a heavy I load. Dude. About it, but like, yeah, he was he's pretty on. But like, and then they get him back to campus, put him in a dorm room. Oh, bro, so, yeah, they put him him in the dorm room, and I'm, like, in a different... So, I went to go back to my room, and I went back with Mark, uh... What was it, Mark Roy? Okay. Uh, but with AJ's roommate. So, I'm going back to my room, and I'm, like, you know, I I have a roommate. I knew his girl was up. So, I'm, like, all right, I'm coming in. Knock on the door. I'm, like, yo, I'm coming in. I grab my keys. I'm coming in. I put him in the door. I'm coming in. I re- open the door. Jingle the handle. I was like, I'm coming in. I open the door. All I can see is just this bare asshole just going to town <laughs> on his girlfriend, just not even stopping. And I'm just like. You actually saw his bottle. Okay. Oh, straight. Just, that exaggerate? Oh, oh that's was straight that just, up. Like, drawing you in or you didn't just see his nuts? Because usually. Oh, dude. Like, oh, God, I, I saw know. everything. I was just like. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. And I was just like. You should have told him you were coming in. Oh, I didn't. Then I didn't tell him loud enough, so I closed the door and I looked at Mark and I was like, "Dude, I just saw something I don't want to ever see again." He's like, "Do you want to sleep in my room?" I was like, "Yeah." Can't unsee it. Oh sure. my god! <laughs> Fucking take uh, this thing. I'm sorry, it's not a microphone. Microphones are over there. But a couple I mean, hours. When, when is there ever a good time to see? You know, never. Friend or <laughs> never, but especially your roommates, you just have that oh, conversation. Dude, I, in the morning. I see wieners every day. It's yeah. rough. <laughs> like, when I go to work, like, there are naked people on that table every day, whether it's a guy or a girl. Do you want to elaborate what you do for work for the listeners here? So we just, yeah, like, we, they don't make them think about, like, what, what's your cousin do, guy? So, it's kind of hard to explain. And a lot of times, people are like, oh, never thought about it. But, that make, you know, of course the world needs that. So, what happened with my profession is that it's actually relatively new profession like in the past 50 years where you know i'm not a doctor but what we do is to the right hand of the doctor and the anesthesiologist who's the other doctor in the or and then so the the physician the surgeon is like okay i'm operating on hearts you know i want to fix this person's heart but like you know his heart's keeping this patient alive so i can't get in there and make their quality of life better because they'll, you know, perish in the process. And so there was a, it was a limiting factor. Like, they just got to a settlement and they're like, well, I guess, uh, you know, you can repair a couple things, like, on the outside or, you know, just, just the great vessels or whatever. But you can't really operate on the heart because you'll, you'll just kill your patient. So then that's when they came up with this idea, you know, let's just bypass blood around the heart. Let's do it, you know, it's called extracorporeally where it's just outside the body. So that's what we'll do is we'll drain the patient, oxygenate their blood, and then return that blood to them to in order to provide life support during the open heart operations. Wow. As well as, you know, give, administer, like, medication to the direct microvasculature of the heart to, like, arrest it. Give it that drug to get it to stop beating. And it just the patient just doesn't need it. Doesn't need their lungs either because we're oxygenating it with, uh, you know, we got an oxygenator that's in line that just... Uh, you wire in some um, oxygenated air or otherwise just medical air that's the same as we're breathing right now and just uh, oxygenate the blood before you send it back to them. And so it, keep, it keeps them alive, but, um, you know, 
the surgeon is the one at the field, like doing the whole repair while I'm just actually sitting back, uh, not even scrubbed in, like just, just, um, you know, doing my fair share of keeping the blood in homeostasis and the surgeon can do what he has to do. The anesthesiologist can do what he has to do. The nurse, the, the PA standing across from the surgeon, everyone has their role. So that's my role. And I've been fortunate to be able to like, uh, work at a few different hospitals that are doing, you know, any open heart program has to have us. There's certainly no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, and then we have responsibilities in the ICU too to provide heart or lung life support. Wow. What got you into that guy? You know, I like, I kind of stumbled across it to be completely honest with you. Like I got out of school and then, um, you know, I was doing physical therapy when we were yeah. hustling together or pre-physical therapy as it is. And then I got, I got enough of the way through it that I kind of decided it wasn't for me. And, uh, you know, the only part about it that I didn't want to leave PT was that I just didn't know where I was heading. You know, it was like, you know, this is a program I can get through it. And then there's a light in the tunnel. But what ended up happening is I switched over, did basically, uh, they call it health sciences, but it's essentially pre-med or a bio degree. And, uh, then I just, Looked for jobs that were in my area. Moved back home to Portland. Looked for jobs in my area, and they happened to be hiring one of main med. And I clicked on the ad, just whimsically, like, "Oh, you know, what the heck's that?" Like, and they just, you know, they actually aren't hiring perfusionists at that hospital very often. But and then I read the description or something, and and I don't know if there was a phone number on the ad or whatever, but I I went and shadowed. Nice. So love it from there. Yeah, I think I did a good dozen shadowings and. Just applied for some schools. Because the thing about what another thing I learned from that job search was that there's really not a lot of jobs for people who have a pre-med degree because the system's set up, go off to go off to school, you know, do more schooling, specialize, or otherwise, you know, go to medical school or whatever. And so then there's really not unless you want to work in a lab or all these other things. So it was basically it's a great degree for getting into grad school, you know, if you got your numbers up, but it's not worth a lot to, to get a job that's worth the four years <laughs> unless you go off and do grad school. So it was kind of like I already had my head in grad school entertaining what I wanted to do, and then that just kind of fell in my lap. It's pretty fucking sweet guy. Yeah, but my roommate in Perfusion School, his story was even cooler. I remember he said how, like, he was working as a CNA, like, LNA, yeah. like, not making great money, wiping Cleaning ass. Butts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Type of thing. And, like, you know, that's hard, honest work, and I appreciate the people that do that. Well, shout, shout out, shout out to nice. them. It's not, like, an easy job. No, and neither is nursing, neither is a lot of yeah. these professions, but CNA or LNA, whatever they're called in your state, like, that is, you are working. Yeah. And it, it's back-breaking work. Like, you should be sore after that shift because you're, like, just... You know, on go, go, go. And then um, he was like, found someone's pager. This is my roommate in Fusion School. He like found a pager and he's like, oh, I got to get this back to whoever it is. Like, I don't know how he figured out whose it was, but it was Perfusionists. Hmm. And he's like, oh, thanks so much, man. Like, I really needed that. <laughs> right. And this is, this is honestly, this is at Mayo Clinic, Mother Mayo in Rochester, Minnesota, where he just happened to work. And so, like, he just, apparently is mr like uh like you know took advantage of the situation like mr fortunate to like just stumble across that you know in his life i was too but at the same time like that was like destined for him like he found that pager he gave that pager back to that perfusionist and the perfusionist was like 
this kid's cool or this guy's cool. Like maybe he wants to shadow a case and told him he should and then he did. <laughs> and I was like, dang, dude, like that came knocking on your door, you know, like. Yeah, man. Uh, it's funny how things right intervene and the right next right. thing you know, it's everything. When are you going to open your own brewery, guys? That's a <laughs> question. Well, that would be nice. I so the money. I'd already, I'd already have it. Yeah, the thing is, I was surprised to see how inexpensive it was to actually, on paper, start a business. I did that. I went through that process recently this year just to, just to work for myself within this profession. And, um, like, as far as, like, mailing in some stuff, or I actually used LegalZoom, which I think was a great idea, you know, a lot of that stuff you end up writing off whatever you pay them through the business too or, or whatnot. You know, you save those receipts of what you had to pay to start it up. And um, next thing you know, the business is just is just going. It's like anything. It's a lot of front-loaded work, but, I you see. know, it got it going without breaking the bank. I was surprised. So you're not working straight for the hospital. Hospital's paying you as like a private business? Yeah, I'm like a contractor of theirs. Wow. Oh, okay, okay. Or my they they hired my company to work for them. I'm just the only person in that company <laughs> working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's easy to do uh, paychecks. Yeah, all right. Bank transfer. <laughs> a lot of people to keep track of. Oh man, just don't forget to pay your employees. You know, that's yeah. Oh yeah, but um, and and it doesn't have to be more than that, man. I mean, really. Uh, I mean, sure, you'd have you'd have some supplies and some business expenses, of course. That you know, oh, yeah. you sure would you'd rack that up real quick. That's that's all part of the you know big overall ALO equation: assets minus liabilities equals owner's equity. Yeah, I think I still have a lot to learn. With the way TJ handles uh, most of that. Well, guy who owns the uh, the high high rollers, dude. They have like. Such a convenient spot. Like, they got a great location. If you oh, talk yeah. about business and locations, like, do you know where High right Rollers by is? by the casino. Isn't it, like, right next to DeMillo's? Or used to be? No, like it's that. right by the casino. Are you talking about the lobster truck? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's talking about the High Rollers yeah, lobster truck. A high roll- yeah, and they were... They what were are you first. guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were Rollers. first. High Rollers, Dispensary, and now Rexor. Oh, you yeah. took me there. Yeah, it's right by the casino. It's, yeah. It's like uh, it's like made of wood cabin. Uh, yeah, I guess you yeah. took me took me to one. I don't. I think you were driving. I, I don't remember exactly if it was next to the casino or not. Now that I didn't think about it, but it's been a while. It's definitely well lit up. It's like such a nice building to look at when you're driving down. The rec store was a nice addition. Okay, huh. yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, then it's like I remember having curbside feel, and then you just go right down the road if you want to go to the casino. But dude, they gotta get sports betting in there, guy. We yeah, gotta get Maine's gotta get it. They gotta get it, guy. Like at I least, think, at least I was thinking. Hopefully, like a poker room, everybody asks for that. Dude, have it like uh, the Seabrook in New Hampshire. You've been to Seabrook, New Hampshire. I have not. You've no, been there, I haven't? I have. Yes. Yeah, they need to have that like right, across, like right there because except for people, dude. I know so many people from Maine literally drive well, all the way to Maine to New Hampshire to do that shit. Like, why don't you just stay in Maine and do it? It like, has save to be some kind of loss because like. Like, like, say, like, remember when I was trying to put in, put in a basket when I was like in between areas when I'm brewing my my stuff, you know, I, 
put I roll it. I'm like, in this in this backyard here, you can have like two holes, and they have a little bit of forest, so it's pretty much in the backside of the dispensary. Is are you talking about this guy? Is like a big lawn. Oh yeah, I brought my basket and. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. And he, and he, and he goes <laughs> a little bit of this like forest. It's just a little bit past that, and you could you could like clear out some of those some of those trees. But I was just tossing back and forth about a good like 200, 250 feet. That's where he ends up having Easter egg hunts for the kids. Dude, I thought well, we were talking about one. poker rooms, and then you were like talking about disc golf. I was like, wait, yeah, what? Yeah, no, I don't you know. Yeah, we switched out. Dude, I'm like, am I really that? Yeah, I was, gone gone right right I was wondering what I was thinking. What I was thinking was, was, was with the legality of trying to get something like sports betting, it must be just as hard as me when I was trying to get TJ to go, hey, look, if we put in. You could like charge people or just have this up to not even charge them. It's something that would keep them going. And then they're like, I gotta buy some more weed because I'm over here, you know, throwing discs in the back in the backyard. But he's like, no, the legality of that is just insane for having that. You have it as a separate business. Yeah, that's what you're gonna have. He can't have that touching it. it, He can't own it at all. That's the thing. Does have someone else on it? Do you have any land nearby? Just like, well, past that is this like. this guy's like farm, like a like bro. A that guy with the ice cream, a, a the, the, the farm. Yeah. The, oh yeah, he might own that. Yeah, yeah dude, that, that guy. That ice, I love that place. That has the. I love their ice cream. Growing up there, dude, they had like that a bunch of. Shack? They had a but dude before they built that fucking huge hotel over there. There used to be a huge field, goat, sheep, like all the animals, the big yeah, old yeah. fucking rabbits. I don't know why I'm getting excited over animals right now, but like. Oh, you ever been no. to Great Animal Farm? Oh, it's been a minute, dude. I'm dying. Like, no. <laughs> I tickets. My wife oh, just got free tickets Yo. for a whole, whole family. You can go over to the library. Can dude, my son like adopted or something. Bring a library card. My family ah, took my little niece there, dude. She's like two, and I'm sure they all loved it. But I was like, damn, I wanted oh, to go. Man. Like, I we love animals, it. man. Bro, I want to go about traveling. I wanted to go. I wanted to go last year, but like. I didn't get any time to do it, but I def- I'm dying to go. All right, like, so here's what I like to do. Take a good edible and take my family out there, right? By the time it hits in right, we're at where, like, the cougars are and we go out to the bears and all that. Like, not a lot, just a little bit. Kids love it. A little bit. <laughs> Dude, that's a... My God, this is a power My kids go, like... Yeah. <laughs> See, I planted out... That's why you gotta drink those like seltzers with you. Like if you could yeah, bring those, you just bring pop a couple of those. Well, like, hey, it's you know it's in a beer beer glass, but yeah. again, probably shouldn't have beer at a yeah. But you hey, can pour it in a water bottle before you walk in. I mean, yeah. that's even weirder. You know, it's just, just a, a yeti, yeti. <laughs> <laughs> just a yeti or something. You know, it doesn't have to be yeah, like yeah, special. Oh, you just pour, pour it out of your keg guy. Just bring yeah, it. Just bring your keg around. Bring the keg. Bring the keg. Bring the baby this, stroller. There's a, a wagon. Oh yeah, no, that's not for my my kids. It's for my bro. That's just like <laughs> you just like imagine you're like you're like logging it. You're like walking around logging <laughs> as if and it, as just like rolling around on it. I right. love that you've been filling up everyone's drink during this podcast the right. entire Dude, time. Dude, all right, all right, it's gonna yeah, it's man. a good ginger it's beer. I'm addicted to it now. Ooh, hear the hiss. The uh, the the bottled uh, the bottled cider was pretty damn good, man. I'm I'm still nursing it. I'm enjoying it. It was good. It was like yeah. a compliments nice, to the like uh, nice to like the brewer, good. the other chef yeah. of the room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the brewer. I should say. Yeah, I gotta like get this back on the uh, CO2 tank and drop down the PSI. But uh, man, you reminded me about so many interesting stories, but that would be totally different to the conversation. I think right now, going back to like. When I was 
around the time that I could have been in college, but I was in, in the Air Force. Mm. Like traveling around. Real. So there was no there was no uh, no 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 cannabis, but we got out of some shit. A lot of times just because I was like, Oh yeah, and I'm in the Air Force, but being overseas was a little different. Oh, I bet. Especially it'd be even scarier not knowing. Or just just being like, oh, what what are you going to pull out <laughs> legislation every time you show up in a new country? Like, <laughs> you know, you have some familiarity with what's legal, what's not in the, America, but the briefings of like what what not to do and what can actually happen Ooh, to you. Excuse me. Like, I turned nineteen two like after what was it two weeks after I turned nineteen, I was living in Japan. Oh, that's cool. In the Air Force, my first base. It was about a good hour and a half ride away, you know, on a on a, on a train. Uh, to Tokyo, and uh, if you get caught, if the police grab you for anything, they can they can and do like to, especially if you're American or maybe just a foreigner, put you in a hole. Which is pretty much just like literally put you in a hole. Well, just about with like a little bit of hole hole in the ground to like poop be out of thing, like just throw for people. They don't they do not have to contact the base for thirty days. They let you do that. Damn. So like, I I <laughs> I'm good on that. How many days? That would, you, that, would, that would keep you. Uh, yeah, I, that didn't happen to me. How many days you guys think you could last the whole thirty? Me? Yeah, I don't know if I would last <laughs> the whole long, thirty. Man. What is lasting? Like, like lasting with your sanity, or just like lasting? So I think, I can, I think I can make it all thirty. I don't know. I can make it out like normal after thirty. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I'd be a different person. How could you not be, right? Yeah. No matter how like entertained you might have been or so busy with whatever project or work they gave you, you'd still like thirty days, like and that's the you know, the maximum, like I'm sure it's been more. <laughs> you know, that's like what, court martial or that's like the you know, law of war and stuff, like that's how they people do war crimes. There must be some Intangible laws or something that are like agreed upon. Oh yeah, I don't. I've never read but, it or anything. I'm not so, educated on the subject, but real quick, Jared, like, tell us like how you got to like where you are now. Like, uh, like from your journey is like it kind of blows my mind. Like how you got to that like where you were and like how you are now. Like you're into like brewing like THC beers. Like that well, blows my mind. No, I don't say that because that is very, very legal. But yeah. well, it's very, very legal to, to sell. I always just give. Am I, I might be just saying it wrong. I'm yeah, absolutely. the the seltzers, the sodas. Yeah. Um, I have mixed in a few, or you know, some beer, but I definitely did not sell those. Yeah, we, yeah, um, that's my my bad. Yeah, yeah. Those 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 but uh, yeah, I was. Um, well, what brought me to I guess brewing, and then later on, to, I guess here in Maine, uh, the last place I was stationed at. 10 years in the Air Force was Minot, North Dakota. And that was after uh, about a year and four months in Korea. Having a blast um, toward the latter part of that. Some of the middle, none of the beginning. That's a story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but uh, I got in love. I found this one. There was about 310 bars right outside the gate in Songtong. And everything you can see, I man. I even found like underground poker at a Filipino bar, restaurant, sort of fantastic food. Ended up dating one of the waitresses there for half the time or most of the time I was there, which was awesome. Uh, 
But Excuse me, I Vietnamese? found this like Belgian store. This like Belgian like bar that from this guy who could barely speak English who was Belgian who just had this like little bar right there with this two awesome pool, pool tables. And I was like, oh, this beer, let me try that. It's different. And he had some fantastic stuff. And then he had left. L-E-F-F-E. And that stuff, he had it in Blonde and Brune, which is the only flavors I've ever seen. And blonde and what? This 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 Belgian blonde mm-hmm. and this Belgian brune that is done with, with Belgian candy sugar, and it tastes better as it warms up. It was brewed by these monks in the year 1140. And whoa, they the don't have the kind of technology. So to do that, I want to learn how <laughs> later on, I was just like, I had this stuff, and hey, you can get, you know, whatever. And I go to the next base after I lose my follow-on because of what happened to me when I the first few days I was there, uh, I had a follow-on to go to Eglin Air Force Base, Florida. That's what you do after spending a year in Korea because you don't have any freedom. You can't have a car. You're you're at war. I mean, we're still at war, so you're you're on you're on point. I, I was working in a special zone out of the out of uh, the flight line for the E two spy plane, so we had to be in our P's and Q's, and I wasn't. But <laughs> so anyway, she goes, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, though. But, um, so I get my follow-on boss. They did not want me because I ended up with an Article 15. And uh, I got sent to Minot, North Dakota, where no one wants to go because it gets, it's just cold. It's just, yeah. And you're, and you're just in the middle of nowhere. It's flat. Maybe you go up to Canada, there's just more flat. <laughs> and, they, and, they didn't, and they didn't have anything. Uh, but, uh, well... Some stuff. Top three five things one. in mine at North Dakota. I mean, excuse me, mine at no, no, North just, Dakota, just, yeah. just North North Dakota. What's the top three? They got the presidential ridge. What's that called? So, you got uh, Mount Rushmore. No, nope, yeah. South Dakota. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you sure? I'm oh, very sure about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. There's war in North Dakota for some reason. What, are, what is North Dakota known for? I'll tell you this. Other than oil, because I ended up doing that after I got out of the military. Sunflower. You can literally drive. I would go out to the oil fields in the right time of year and pass out because we'd always be like an hour plus away from where we're going. And you'd like, oh, there's some uh, there's some sunflowers. As long as the eye can, can see. And you keep going. And you go. And you go. You can drive 70 miles an hour for like an hour. And it's just sunflowers. It's <laughs> wild, bro. <laughs> like, just like yeah. Minnesota's corn. Yeah. I took, I, took, I took pictures of us. My, my wife and I, you know, for like wedding photos and everything, thought, oh, was this a backdrop? Like, no, this was just, we were, you know, just stepped off of the road. Well, but anyway, over there, I couldn't find this awesome beer that I had. And I thought, after I got out of the military, I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to make it. And I looked up a spot and went out and researched it and somehow made it, even though it was stronger, in the, in the kitchen. And I cooled, you know, it was wintertime, so it was about negative 30 outside. Yeah, I didn't no. have a work chiller, so I just put the five-gallon-plus truck outside. <laughs> there you go. That cooled it down eventually. But, uh, yeah, when I was, like, hooked, it was awesome. Came over here, already was looking up stuff, grabbed, bought some, like, hop rhizome, so I grow my own hops. Ended up brewing at a fantastic brewery, but, uh, um... That went out because of COVID, and what I what I learned, and I was already messing around with other kind of drinks and figuring out stuff: maple soda, maple seltzer, 
ginger beer, cider, different kinds of beer, trying to learn from all the old stuff, all the new stuff, you know, messing around, cannabis in it, and <laughs> anything that I could possibly do, yeah. Crazy, dude. I, I remember drinking stuff, watching you make it in your front yard, and then to see oh, what yeah, it's, to see what it's evolved into. Yeah. It's a lot like we used to play disc golf, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe I played the first ever disc golf game with you. And yes, you did. You took me out. And I've been wanting to do it for years, too. And I was like, and I was stuck in North Dakota. <laughs> like, for, maybe for anyone, some of the best disc golf, though. For maybe. sure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, too, disc golf, disc, they're, they're specific discs with specific weights. The first time Jared went out with me, he actually had a Frisbee. Like an actual frisbee, and for like a couple of that holes, like at least half of the holes, he was convinced he could do it with a frisbee. And I was definitely, I hey was man, like, to be no. they did have a driver, a mid range, and a putter, but they were all like frisbees, and that's how I was like kind of learned it in California, where we would just like have trees and just put like you know tape or something around it. Like you gotta, you gotta hit this one tree and this many throws and try to get there. You know, in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. So, yeah, I had to figure out, I need a disc. And, now and you gave me, like, one of my first discs, the Valkyrie, the old one. Nice. I you guys ever buying... played Pass with a Frisbee, but it was, like, one of those discs that's not, like, a disc golf disc, but it's, like, literally, like, a ring? Yeah. And there's, like, no middle to it? And it's yeah, like... I bought a bunch of those for my little kids. Yeah, and they're fun. Like, sometimes they're, like, the size of a basketball, but I've seen them before that are, like, the size of this table. Like, it's bit, you could... Step through it with ease. Like, I was at a festival. I've only been to, like, a couple festivals, but, like, this was, like, it's called Psychedelic Sleepover. And there's these people that had a disc, and it's, like, you know, the kind I just described, the ring. And they're throwing it, like, across this field. Like, I'm talking five times the length of your property, Drod, or, like... Up the drive. They're hauling it, like, a couple football fields where it's, like, just hauling this thing. And they're just, like, you know, it's, like, they're holding it with one hand, but it's, like, the thing is massive, and then they're, like... Good, and like literally just soars, and like everyone in the entire field's basically watching because it's like you can't miss it. They're covering, they're like throwing it over people, and they're just like unfazed. And it is the psychedelic sleepover, so it's probably quite amusing to some. Yeah, they'd probably be. I've never seen one so big. Actually, until I I did see one, someone with the same thing in uh, Central Park once. That was the only time or time I've ever seen those. New York Central Park. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. They were throwing that over a bunch of people too. Like people were just like, oh, like they were, they seemed to be pro at it. Like they were like basically it was like their thing. They were snapping that thing back and forth, and then their dog was like, you know, running between the two of them too, like a couple football fields at a time. Wow. Bro, speaking of like New York, were you just in New York recently? I was. I was down there for the Big East tournament. City. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was, was pretty cool. Yeah. It was a cool tournament. We stayed at, like, possibly the worst hotel in all of New York. <laughs> but, like, we already knew we were staying at the worst hotel in all of New York, but the location was super convenient. Mm. So it was, like, we had a really good attitude about it because we, like, kind of were expecting the worst. And we yeah. got the worst, and it was, like, hilarious. Like, the TV had, like, that bootleg cable thing that you can buy at Walmart that, like, screws in and gives you the antenna oh. where you get the random channels. Like, that was in our hotel. Straight like, up, man. Like, you're there. You're in it. We were there. We were, like, two John Elway football throws away from Madison Square Garden. So the location was awesome. And I ate nothing but pizza for two days. And kind of, kind of made myself a little sick. I was oh. drinking city water too, which I don't know if that's. Oh a yeah, idea. no, no, no. I lived, <laughs> I lived in New York City for about 
four or five months. Like, you cannot drink the water there, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's sick for sure. sure. I was waking Especially up in like, a hot janky, like, janky oh, motel, dude. dude. Let me just drink some more tap right up, Dude, we didn't have, like, a kitchen or anything. It was just straight out the bathroom tap. Like, you just eat what was in, like, the, oh, the drain in the shower, too? Like, no, a little no. snack. Might, oh, might as well have been, dude. It's about the same thing. Uh, it was rough. And, yeah, I was not feeling too hot from that. But I went with my boy, uh, my just boy Nick, who will we'll try to get on this show here soon. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully he's scheduled to uh, come in here for a couple interviews. So definitely stay tuned for that. Dude, I remember you just texted me and you're like, bro, I've been walking so much. I've walked like an unbelievable amount of miles. You guys didn't do much on the train? No, no we didn't. walked the whole place. Walked, walked the whole thing. Yeah, I had to get new shoes after. The subway's mad chill. I mean, I lived on like 186 up in uh, Washington Heights. So it was, yeah. it was a hike down to get anywhere you really – and, like, my my hood was – my borough was, like, chill. There was, there was stuff to do. There was, like, good food to get and stuff. But anytime, anytime you went on to, like, go do, like, big New York tourist attraction stuff, like, you're always taking the train. It was basically a straight shot, really. It was just one one or two lines. And then um, I remember uh, this one time I got off a bus in New York. And mind you, I was coming from Boston, but this is, like, the uh, – Gold Star bus or something like that, and shout out Gold Star. But Star. they, it's like this. It's like they get we on a North Station in Boston, and they go into. They just park on the side of the road in Chinatown, New York City. Like I'm talking like 20th Street, something like that. It's just whatever Chinatown is. They just pull up on the side of the road, probably outside like a Chinese restaurant or something like. Basically, but what happened was. Uh, I was with my girlfriend at the time and like we're grabbing our luggage from underneath the bus. You know how you can like put your luggage underneath. Next thing we know, like I don't know, someone was wearing the wrong color or whatever, but I turn around and like I don't even know if they were both on the bus to be completely honest. Like I was too busy trying to figure out, you know, my luggage situation. But this guy that weighs like 150 pounds more than some other guy who's an absolute string bean of like a 6'3", you know, both men of color. Just wearing the wrong, wearing different colors. One's wearing red, one's wearing blue. And then one of them definitely got his ass beat <laughs> into the pavement, dude. Like, I'm talking, like, ruthless, like, down did in, not. Down in Boston? No, no it's in New York. Oh, that's New York. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 Big yeah. Apple. Yeah, the Big Apple. But, dude, like, I'm talking, he was, like, got knocked, fell down, was laying down on the ground, like, just basically, like, pencil. And then this guy that weighed, I weighed him 150 pounds. And I'm not talking, like, just fat. Like, he was built guy. Just as bashing his head further into the concrete. And I was just like, we got to go. <laughs> like, as soon as I saw that, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> grab your shit. <laughs> like, we no. are going. And, and, like, you know, how far were you from these people? You know, just 10 to 30 feet, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm talking, like, this is, like, Holy 5, shit. 10 feet outside the front door of the bus. And then I'm grabbing my luggage right Jesus. underneath. Others would be like a little bit farther away, but that's like right up close. It's close as hell. I'd be like, jeez. <laughs> oh, I forgot something. <laughs> yeah, right. like, don't mind me. I don't want to interrupt. The worst part was like, no one called the police. No one tried to stop it. I mean, no one, no one got in the way. It just, it was just happening, and people were like, all right, like that's, the sooner it's over, the sooner I can do my thing and get back to my night. It's like that's crazy how the no just extraction like, of like humanity in these York, huge, major right. cities. Time is precious like, in New York. No one's stopping for anything, man. It's just like you got to call somebody, guy. You yeah, would think, but it's, it's like that's not the first time anyone else has seen that. Probably, 
first time I'd seen it. But, you know, I'd only lived there for a couple months at a time, and, like, I was just going between the hospital and my place. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't getting You weren't seeing it, like, every day, obviously, but, like... But, like, dude, it was, it was something. And, I mean, there was a bunch of cool stuff we did down there, I guess. Like, you know, you can look down along the city. You can uh, obviously go to Central Park. And Central Park has a little bit of everything. Like, it's enough to, like, keep these people that are otherwise living in, like, a box... With either literally or otherwise tiny apartment, like I meant it, and you know, let's go, let's go to Central Park, and they just you know, you do your outdoorsy stuff. Not that it's fresh air or anything, but you know, <laughs> not, that, not that you're really going to get away from people. But at least it's nature. You know, they're the same every time and whatever. But it's just like it's it's so bizarre. Like you've seen a map of like Central Park; it's massive. It's like the entire core of the city. Like you look at Manhattan as an island. And it's like the center of the whole bottom half is like cored out and it's just a park. It's like probably like 20 square miles, but I'm just going to guess. Like it's a huge park. I've always seen it on TV. I, I got to go. Yeah. I always figure out like, oh yeah, it's only like a two and a half hour with train rider or, well, bus. Yeah, or, Newark's yeah. not crazy far away. It's, it's about, it's about a five yeah. hour ride. Yeah. If you, Driving if you, if you hop on 95 York. right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of Boston. Do you ever you drive in New York Boston. while you're down there? Once. <laughs> Just once? When I was dropping off my carload of stuff to move in. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no way. I drove, like, I drove from wherever Madison Square Garden. I think that's like Lower Manhattan or Middle Manhattan. Over to, we also went to another tournament at the Barclay Center. So that drive was like pretty. Oh, you, you took your car down. Yeah, yeah, we drove you right into the park, city. Yeah, yeah, we paid for like some event parking, so I think it cost us a hundred bucks to park it for like thirty six hours, and then it cost us like forty bucks to park it for like twelve more hours. So, that's not bad. So it's like two days. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying, Joe. Like, check out the rest. Guess who? Like, tell them about the rest of your story when you were in, in uh, the tournament. Who you met up with? And who you saw there? Oh, yeah, we were sitting, like, we were almost in courtside. We were right next to Carmelo Anthony was down there. You were courtside? Yeah, that's what you I was trying to, yeah. That's what I was trying to tell yeah. you about him. <laughs> I didn't realize you were, uh, I was sitting courtside, I mean. Yeah, dude, that's what I was trying to, I was like, yo, let him tell you about, like, this story. That was crazy, yeah. No, that was crazy. There's a lot of crazy stuff. There's always stories and adventures every time you go down to New York. Sure. Um, I love being down there. It's awesome. They got a lot of weed stores that are, like, kind of open up. And it just became legal as I was living there. Yeah, so they're just starting to, like, kind of pop stores up. There was, like, two or three stores we walked into that were, like, still opening up. Some that I'm not sure if they're rec or med. They're kind of in between. It's kind of weird. Uh, they got their own thing going yeah, on. Yeah, dude, they'll just sell it to you on the side of the road. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> right, right, I'm, like, just, like, just like they'll sell you food on, from, a, from a, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, food. Food truck. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like, they aren't even really trucks. They're just, like, trailers that they drop off. Or that, or that reside there, basically. They just never move. I don't know the difference of permits and stuff, if they even have that. But, yeah, some of them just stay planted. No wheels involved. It's just like a trailer. Right. Now I'm just thinking about real estate on the sidewalk. Uh, I'm just thinking about food trucks and food. Oh, that sounds so But, yeah, weird. no, that was it. Like, anytime, I, anytime you walk a block, you probably went by two or three food stands. Sounds like a... I'd probably, get in tr- I'd probably be super yeah, yeah. fat if I lived in New York. Well, it's also, like, you, also, you also just think, like, I was there during COVID, so that's probably 
But like, how do those guys wash their hands in the truck? Like, they got running, <laughs> you think they got running water, or or are they just picking their nose? And I think like the new ones do, but like the like the ones that get grandfathered in have oh, yeah, definitely but... less standards yeah. uh, as far as like sanitation goes. That and it's like if you care a lot about sanitation, you're probably just not a street food kind of guy. <laughs> no, it's like, I, I mean? see those falafel stands like way downtown, and they got one like on each side of the same block that's like a hundred feet away from each other, owned by the same guy. Yeah. And I just like wonder, are there really that many people eating falafels that you need? There is, stands? dude. It's- Halal food in New York <laughs> is literally just like that's the food to have. Yeah, I well, like, to, that's the, that's what they have for street food. Always halal food. All the hot dogs, everywhere I went. and stuff. I'll have like gyros and like all kinds of other mm-hmm. stuff. And like, dude, people will sell anything, dude. They're selling Rolexes on the side with Rolex spelled wrong on it. Like, you get anything you need on the streets in New York. Yeah, watch is a watch. Watch is a watch, dude. Just don't overpay for a watch. It's, oh yeah. Yeah, I don't even see. Yeah, like, oh, I'm getting a great deal on the side of the road in New York City. Like, <laughs> who's getting who's getting a good deal out of that out of that deal? You know, you think it's the person selling them or the person buying them? Yeah, I would give you one guess. <laughs> oh, I just feel like you never see people wear watches too, like actual watches. Like yeah. everyone's got like digital watches and shit. Like it's like after your like last one breaks, you're just kind of like, why do I need when I have a phone that now tells me the time? Uh, it's true. It's, it's like a fashion statement, though. You know, it's just, it's just, it's like, it's a collector item. Like, some people like hats, sunglasses, uh, oh, yeah. shoes, you know, yeah. whatever. It's just, it's just another apparel. And if anything, you know, it's a smart investment to invest in gold. I mean, if you, you know, people aren't buying blocks of gold, they'll buy jewelry, you know, and sometimes watches. I think Ron Swanson and just have a shit ton of gold buried under a tree somewhere. You know, no one ever said that's a bad plan. <laughs> I mean, Speaking of Ron Swanson, uh, I think we need to have a mustache gentleman's bet sometime with uh, with these fights coming up, my guy. Oh, you're talking about shaved face? Like, like you're talking about a little yeah, bit of... Yeah, a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> a little wagers, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Definitely have to have a cast with you around the uh, some of the up-and-coming UFC fights and talk a little bit more about that in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sometime, yeah. Especially oh, yeah, if, you're, like, if you're, you're bringing beverages, cast. you're always welcome by. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys asking about uh, about our about our jobs, but if you guys got a chance to uh, take the mic and just you know kind of tell us what you guys do when you're when you're not the chefs in the kitchen yeah. of the of the Cooked Lobsters podcast, dude, always chefing it up. When I when I'm not chefing it up, I got a little weed store running in Lewiston. Shout out to Upstate Gardens. Um, Big shouts. Big, big shout-out, big, big shout-out, shout out. big shout-out. What about you, guy? Oh, well, you know, I work at the uh, good old TD Bank uh, customer service, my man. You know, I like I do like my job. It's uh, pretty, I like the hours, too. It's Sunday through Wednesday, so it's like 10.30 a.m. to 9. It's like, uh, it's a long day, but you get like those three days off. You're like, holy crap. 
what what else do you enjoy about it or or tell tell us well, there's just some, like a some lot. funny things oh that dude some today. of the stories you some were some the, so the best part is um, i used to work at td bank because i've heard a couple so of I've had the story. like i don't know if i can say right? i don't know if i can yet like i gotta uh, dude, I can, yeah oh yeah i, I don't know like i can definitely yeah so like yeah i've heard so much for all those listeners that do or my colleagues please don't get me in trouble i will not say anything but like he could say whatever the fuck he wants because he's not an employee anymore. The ideas so. and opinions of me do not reflect the values of uh, Chef Brandon here. Yeah, I'm so. trying not to. Uh, absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of good stories. That no, there's nothing bad. Nothing detrimental. I'm sure it's the same stuff that happens in every customer service job. Just people being crazy. People saying crazy things. When you're on the phone, sometimes it can turn into like a free for all where people are always just like yelling at you. Dude. Oh, I bet there's a certain shit. amount of uh, anonymous, anonymous, anonymousness. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel what you're Anonymity. saying. <laughs> yeah. Ambiguity in, in those conversations because you're on the phone. It's, it's almost like getting mad in traffic. No one's going to, or if they did come at you, you can just lock your door. Like you're, you're safe enough. They can bust your oh, window, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like you're basically safe to say whatever you want. Trap. No one's gonna do that. Like, yell at you. Like when you're if you bump carts at the grocery store. Like you're very present in that moment. But like phone calls or different things like you know traffic. Like people just like feel anonymous, so they just say whatever they want, rage out. And Dude, then... people over the phones do have like this. Like they think they have the biggest cojones on the fucking planet I, I swear to god it's like the chihuahua effect I swear to god like it's like, so like they will rip your fucking head off and it's like especially because you're talking about their money dude oh yeah, yeah you touch someone's money they people are passionate bitch about slap their, their money first, they will bitch slap the first person that gets in the way dude so like oh my god like sometimes you won't even say a word for two minutes and then you're just like Yep, and thank you. Can I have your name, please? And it's just like, I can't even start because they even say their name and they're telling you the whole story. And it's like, I'm so sorry, but like, holy shit. Like, (laughs) can I get you pulled up? Like, god damn, I can't even do anything. I feel like I have my thumb on my ass, so just chilling. You gotta let them, like, finish their breath. Yeah, and I just don't want to be like, oh, sorry. Like, can you, like,. Sometimes. Shut the fuck up for two seconds. Like I can't say that. Like I'm not gonna say that to a crowd. Say sometimes like, people shush, shush, shush. people call back after like getting dropped by someone else, or maybe they they lost the phone call. But it's always gonna be your fault in customer service. You, and you gotta do. take like some ownership for some stuff that happened that has nothing to do with you. And it's right. just like the repetition of it was always like super overwhelming to me. Dude, I had a conversation when with uh, some employee about like <laughs> when a customer yells and you happen to be working from home and they're like and you told me that story but like yo you gotta yell at me in my own house <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like it's just, oh, oh it's just like at work it's one thing but you're in your house you're like you're, you're sanctity you're just like for sure you're dude, safe place and you're safe place and you're just getting the uh, ass chewed up by someone over the phone that you'll never meet in your entire life. You're like, you gonna yell at me like that? 
For sure. I had a call when, when work from home was like brand new to TD Bank. We were like the pioneers of it, testing it out. And I had a one call on like the third day of doing it where this guy was just yelling at me. He wouldn't let me talk. Kept muting my mic, just hoping he would burn out. Had my dog right next to me. And finally, after like six minutes straight, I realized this guy's not going to burn out. And I was looking down at my dog. Had Avatar on in the background because I... I was not focused at all. Well, you do like that movie with the sound off. Right? Yeah, Avatar is my favorite movie with the sound off all time. We can get back to that another time. Um, but this guy kept yelling at me for six minutes straight. Wouldn't stop. So finally, I just like snapped on him and took myself off mute and was like, you're going to yell at me at my fucking house. I don't think so. I'm watching Avatar. I'm done, boss. And I pulled the internet out. And then I fucked up because then our Avatar went off because I had it stream at the same time but at the same time I win I still feel like I got the W in that one because he had to probably call also, back like, you have, you're not like deciding TD's policies or this whatever customer no. service position you have you're not deciding your bank's policies your employer's policies you're just you're just working exactly and, and, and the person just needs to yell at someone yeah, yeah sometimes you just gotta take it it's just like yo I'm not gonna meet this person like just listen to what they're saying but just don't take it to heart. Like, you gotta not take anything to heart on the phones. And it's like, either you make it or break it. Like, one thing, like, I wish, like, customer service did more is, like, really did something for, like, the employees. Like, dude, you just get mentally beaten up all day for, like, nine, eight, six, ten hours, whatever the fuck you work for right, those hours. Like, troubleshooting people. Dude, you just get straight, dude. All, like, if you I get called, if you call in, if you work at TD Bank on a Tuesday, and he can vouch for this. If you work on a TV bank on a Tuesday, Wednesday. everyone's going to be super pissed off because, like, that's the first day everything posts to their account. It's the banking Monday. Yeah. So, like, everything, like, from the weekend post. And there is always a shit ton of fraud. Or, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. Yeah, right. Oh, no, I can't afford this. So, can you I just... I didn't spend can you 180 bucks at the bar. That? There's no fucking what? way I spent $380 at Best Buy. And I'm like... You spent like $20 right down the street from the gas station. You live two blocks from that. My favorite Easily. one, though, is still like, yo, I didn't spend 600 bucks on the escort service. It's like, oh, so my God, dude. Oh, yeah, OnlyFans. I didn't even realize that was uh, a football website. What is this? Bro, a football dude. website, right? Thank you for both of those stories, dude. I had the worst call I ever had. This, the wife called in. This is like when I first started, and I'm just like, you know, go by the book and just read everything. And she calls and she's like, hey, what is this transaction? I, and it's just like a weird, like, you know, like FGPTXY.com or whatever shit that is. And then on the bottom, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it is. But and then I like went in autopilot. I read the bottom. And it says dating service and escort service. And she's like, excuse me. And I was like, yeah, it says escort service. And I'm just like repeating myself, not even processing what I'm saying to him. Apparently, <laughs> his... The, her husband used her card for an escorting service and she found out and she blew up and didn't hang up the phone and she started screaming his name and started beating his ass on the phone and I can't hang up so I'm just like is there Yikes. anything else I can do to help you and this is like this is when I first worked there dude I was just like <laughs> talking to my manager I'm like can I hang up like 
I don't know what to really do. And he's like, oh yeah, go God. for it. And I was like, yeah. oh, dude, I felt so bad. But I'm like, dude, you can't do that. Like, but it's also like, that's the husband's fault, dude. You didn't, that's you, what I'm saying. The like, whole thing is like, it's all bad. It's so it's like you're fraudulating their charges. Or oh, dude, but it's just like, not even process. I was just like, ah. That's she just, like, set the phone like, down and was, like, a, you know, not even holding the phone anymore? Like, oh, no, she was, like, holding the phone and beating his ass, like, right up. That way. <laughs> Dude, I was yeah. just, like, just, like, just, like, mentally I'm checked out. I'm, like, when can I hang up? When can I hang up? <laughs> oh, man, there's some, there's crazy shit that you hear on the phones, but, like, that's, yeah, that's my job. But you probably deal with a lot of, like, pretty cool people at your job, though. Yeah, I definitely deal with a lot of cool people. A lot of them we're going to get in here on the future cast. Um, but definitely some cool people in the cannabis industry with a lot of cool stories to tell. Every day is like always a little bit different. You never know quite what you're going to get. Deal with a lot of personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like one of the best and worst parts of it. But I can't complain. I'd say like my worst day working. Um, it's probably still better than my best day at TD Bank. It's not a lot of good days, my guy. Oh, dude, I work hard, though. I work hard. I work, work hard. hard, yeah. Money in the TD Bank. Yeah, dude, you know what? Like, I've never, I work for the bank, but I've never been in the garden. I'm dying to go to the, to the TD Bank. Oh, garden. you've never been to a no. Celtics or Bruins game? I've never been to a Celtics game. I've never been to a Bruins game. Uh, oh, dude, no we, gotta, we gotta change that. Holy yeah, cow. That. I didn't Bro, realize that. You've never Celtics. told me that. Oh, yikes. They got to, yeah. Celtics. We, 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 should we, we be easy on the Celtics right now? Or should we just, is it it's safe to say to just rip it over right now? Uh, I feel like everyone is, but. It is what it is. They yeah. lost. It's over with. Moving on. Next season. Get ready for football season. That's right. Yeah. Well, they got to figure out. a good attitude. Didn't, uh, they're going to be, they're going to be different next year. It's going to be a different team. Yeah, for sure. I feel like every Celtic, or the Celtics and the pa- uh, pass are changing up quite a bit. Dude, so, Pat's might pick up on top. <sighs> He's got to stay off the juice, guy. Gotta do it. No, he doesn't. Juice. <laughs> Screw it, dude. Let him juice up. If you, I don't Bro, know. I feel it's like it'd be great for the Pats, but like I, I'm a Cardinals fan, so I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, that's right. God. They're doing a bunch of weird Cardinals shit. are just The Cardinals are just going for broke, dude. Bro, they're the oldest team in the NFL, and they have zero championships. They've been there... Twice and lost both times. It was fucking... Uh, it's heartbreaking. Man. It's heartbreaking, but, like, you know, then you get the Celtics, and then I've never been to a... I've never even watched a hockey game, but I really want to. Yeah, I watch the Bruins. I heard they're pretty good. <laughs> but the next big event going at the Garden is technically the UFC fight in August, which is Sean O'Malley versus Al Jermaine Sterling. Did I say that properly? Yeah. Oh, that was yes, let's probably go. the best pronunciation you you've ever UFC done fights, any UFC fighter. Dude, I would love. Are you kidding me? I would love. To, oh, Jesus, ninja! If that you uh, if you want to, if you want to go to that, uh, I got. I know someone who bought like twenty twenty five box seats. You probably buy a couple if you want tickets. Say what? What? We were trying to get in. It was eight hundred dollars to get into the door. Well, they bought them and they're trying to sell them to people. As the um, event comes closer. Wait, when is this? Or when? When? when uh, uh, I don't know if it's the exact same night you're talking about, but UFC comes to the Garden. Yeah. Yeah. I guess nineteen. That sounds right. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yo, definitely hit me up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-five dollar tickets. No, he has twenty or twenty-five tickets. 
I was, yeah. Oh, uh, 20 or 25 yeah, tickets. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said 20, 25 dollar tickets, <laughs> and I was like, what? It's 800 I was just like, door. yeah, it's crazy. Oh, this could be such a good. If he's good. got any kind of deal, though, I'm down. What, what? I'll let you know, man. My guy, I can't, I can't even out, remember what the price is at right now. But that, yeah, that's the next bit of event going it's on. Actually, there. it's down a little bit right now to 421. <laughs> it's cut in half. Yeah, it's cut in half right now. So this, who you got in that guy? Hypothetically, what Al Sterling versus? I'm going with my boy Al. I'm going with my boy Sugar Sean. So, dude, might have a problem on a later cast. I'm gonna wait till it gets a little closer, but I I agree with Jared on this man. Like, no, I'm on who I think is gonna win. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about who I'm gonna be going for is gonna be Al Sterling. I'll. Really do like. Well, I want Sean win. But I like, really I think do like Sean will win. And I would actually be happy if he did win. I could see him winning that. And but then, my money's <laughs> going on Sterling. Bro, hear me out. If you gonna actually bet on it? Oh yeah. Oh, you, you okay? Make cool. a little trip down to New Hampshire. I'll make my bet. Post it. You know. Yeah, you can always post it early too. I mean, as long yeah. as yeah. It doesn't have to be set day of or week of. We don't promote betting. Time you're walking through. We just make that clear. We don't promote betting, but if you happen to. Yeah, you know, it just happens that you're, the button it's all set up in front of you and you press go. I mean, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but you just don't expect to get your money back I will, if your team loses. I think if, if, if Sean if Sean beats Sterling, I think the guy that's Sterling's training partner will fight Sean after that. I think that would be like the big power move to do that. Uh, training partners with Andre Sterling? Yeah, the, the guy um, that's in second place. Yeah, yeah, that one. What is he like? Kazakhstan, he's like, um, I don't know. He, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different fighters that can't remember every single one's name. There's, I don't remember there. half their names. Yeah, I know, but they're just so good. There's just so many savages out there now, like so many savages. But and the bar keeps on getting getting raised, and everybody's you know. Yeah. Oh, well, anyways, yeah. Man, these drinks are kicking in pretty hard, my guy. Oh, man, they're pretty good. Feeling good. We appreciate you guys coming out here again. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Appreciate you guys being the first co-guest on our show. Hopefully, we can have both of you guys back down hey, at some point. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, it's been real. I know we've been going on here for a minute, but it's been good talk. And, uh, Thanks for having us. It was good being here. Oh, yeah. It's always nice seeing both of you out here. It's nice seeing you want. It's, we do. We get one or the other, but it's crazy to get you both at the same time. Like, this is wild. It's fake. Because you're always traveling, man. You're literally like all over the place all the time. Like I'll get all a, in Maine. I'll get a text, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm in uh, Kentucky. I'm in uh, Florida today." I'm like, just like, where are you all over the place? Like, yeah, I'll be in Arizona for like four weeks, and then I'll be moving out to Minnesota. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> What what the hell? Yeah, I've lived in a few places in the past few years, for sure. I was, I was in Florida for a good year and a half, and then I've been traveling for work since. Nice. That it's, is nice. Yeah, Virginia Beach is nice this time of year. Dude, I got my clubs down there, and nice little hotel room waiting for me when I get back, I guess. It's nice to actually have you in Maine, though, like everyone here. It's yeah, yeah. I usually take about, uh, you know, I'm trying to get as much summertime as I can in, really, but basically just to be here is just awesome. And going up Katahdin this weekend, Maine's tallest peak, which would be a good time. I know. Making, making good of my time in Maine, you know. 
We uh, have to get you on the cast next time or later on and uh, have to tell us about that. Oh, I how it goes. Hopefully sure. be back around fantasy football season. Also. Oh, yeah. That'll be, that'll be the time. I was dude. waiting for that conversation to come up. Join the league. Jared does have an invitation to join the league this year. It's expanding. Yeah, I, I got to see if I can make time. I think I'm going to be expanding uh, the whole uh, dope brewing. So I'll let you know by August. It's back to you on that one, man. Yeah. No, it's been real. And like I said, appreciate having you guys on. Right, 100%. Yeah. Never done this before, but. Yeah, we're still, uh, you know, two uh, cooked lobsters trying to figure out uh, what to steam up for a good conversation under <laughs> here. Oh, yeah. But you well, know. And by the time we boil it down, it's it's time to be eaten, so. Yeah. No screaming, though. But that's, that's a good point. Time to, uh, <laughs> dip us in butter and. Uh, Sauce it up, yeah. I don't even know. Speed of that, dude. You want to some, cook some food up? I think we want to cook some food up. Oh, yeah. All right, chefs. I got Thanks for hosting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stay Seems tuned so for fun. some cooking videos and all kinds of great content. But, again, appreciate you guys. And checking out. Have a great day. And welcome back to The Cooked Lobster. Man, those were some fantastic interviews in the kitchen, let me tell you. They were hot and spicy today with Tom and Jared. What do you think about them today, Ryan? Really nice to have them both here at the same time. Um, we'll definitely have them both back, probably individually at some point on the cast. We want to thank you guys for listening the whole way through here. Um, you know, we're available right now on Spotify, Apple podcasts and anywhere else honestly that podcasts are available and we are available for free in entirety video podcast on youtube um for right now so no subscription nothing needed um so chef drotter anything you'd like to say to the good people before we sign out here for our first episode uh, i'm just always excited and always appreciate the fans for always listening to us we, we we're always excited for the people to listen out there and for the people that get the visual you'll get a visual treat next time when you get this uh podcast up and running we got the banner coming up it's official getting things up and running so yeah we'll have the construction done here in our studio this week we'll have some merchandise for the fans too here soon probably lots of giveaways to be had um, so stay tuned. Um, but right now, Drotter's Uncle Andy needs us. He is floating on a raft right now. We got to go save him. We'd love to stay here and talk with all you good people, but I got to get cracking. I know. We got to get cooking on the next thing here, guy. Are we going to go with the paddleboard or are we going to take him in the canoe to go get him? I ain't getting him in my canoe, dude. I say we just throw a rope out and we tug him in. But... Bro, he's like halfway across the lake. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Stay tuned.